Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, well, welcome back to another episode of the New News Podcast. It's myself, Sandy, and Andrew, as, as always. But we're joined today Max Ratchet. Max is drift, drafted in the sixth round of the 2022 MLB draft and had an incredible first season, professionally a 2.48 ERA in 23 starts, and made it all the way up to AA last year. It was named Minor League Pitcher of the Year for the Cardinals. So, Max, thanks for joining us today. How's your offseason been so far? Offseason's been great. Uh, it's going quick. It's crazy. We're already in February 4th, I think. Today's February 4th, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it's going quick. Um, just super excited uh, to get back to f- uh, the season and just excited. Yeah, it's great to hear. Um, we're really excited to, to watch you at spring training. So, uh, starting off, um, we'll go kind of in chronological order of, like, your baseball career, baseball life. So, um, in high school, this is something fun that I like to ask pitchers. So, you were a shortstop with a 55-grade uh, hit tool and a 58-grade power tool, and you slashed 353, really? 577, 588 for a 1.165 OPS. So, um, when going to college – why did you decide to like choose to become a pitcher? And I know you grew up an Angels fan, um, and you got a chance to maybe see some some two way action up close. Um, so, did you ever consider playing both ways once you got into college? I mean, being in high school, I always thought myself as a hitter. I always worked more hitting. I would say I didn't really work on pitching. I was kind of I was better at pitching, but. I always wanted to be a hitter. My dad made a batting cage for me when I was like in third grade. So I'd always hit off the tee. He would throw me batting practice. We had a pitching machine. So I always considered myself to be a hitter. And, you know, I went to UCLA and I was, they kind of told me like, you're not going to hit. I was kind of sad about it. Cause you know, I was hitting, hitting like all off season. And then they're like, all right. They were like, Oh, I was making my gloves. And they were like, Oh, can I make an infield glove? And they go, Nope, you're just going to be a pitcher here. And I was like, Darn it. But my hey, cool fact, though, um, my last career at bat was a home run. So it's a good way to go out. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you, you played internationally um, in high school as well um, in two events uh, representing Team USA at the international stage. Um, tell us about what that was like representing the U.S. Um, and do you ever have goals of uh, playing internationally again, like in the WBC? Yeah, it was an honor to play for my country. I mean, Hearing the national anthem now, I still get goosebumps hearing it when we won the gold medal in Panama. But, I mean, it's it was super cool to wear USA on your chest and play for more than yourself, playing for your country, playing for everyone back at home. So it was awesome to explore the country as well. I I went to places that I'd never probably ever go, like Panama or Korea. So it was really cool to, like, see a different culture there. I mean, it was awesome to meet, like, people. Like, I'm at a – couple couple cool guys i still talk to like in from team australia or mm. even like we even talked to the team china i mean they we couldn't really talk to them but i mean we like saw them in the hotel so it was really cool yeah it was cool to see i mean we went to taiwan as well and like the way they played baseball is crazy like they're very like they just do all their stuff like super robotic i don't know how to describe it, but mm. they're very um passionate about their game and it it made me really um, appreciate baseball, and it was, it was awesome. 
That's so cool. It's amazing how baseball has grown into this international game um, from something that really was like just an American thing, you know, 75 years ago. Um, And so, you know, if you got the opportunity, I guess, later down the line, could you see yourself uh, participating in a WBC event? Oh, yeah, that'd be a dream of mine to do that, Um, just to represent USA once again. I mean, I got to do it as a high school twice, so it'd be awesome. And I don't know, it'd be really cool. I mean, it'd be like a way more fun spring training, you know, more competitive, (laughs) more like more season. So, I mean, it'd be awesome. I mean, I watched it and I had a a teammate of mine, uh, Joseph King. He's a. He's with the Cardinals as well, and he was on Team Britain, so it was really cool. And oh, he nice. said he would do it again for sure. So I want to be on Team USA, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was um, seeing Newt, uh, Lars Newtbar, and when he was on Team Japan, that was really cool. And Adam Wainwright on Team USA. I mean, they a lot of people say like that was the most exciting, best um, baseball they played in their career. Mm. And Mookie Betts said that too when he was on Team USA. I mean, and he's been in a couple of World Series, so it says a lot about what the WBC is about. For sure. Yeah, I think it was a surprise to like fans and players alike just how much fun this version of the WBC was. Um, it had like some World Cup vibes, and that was just it was a ton of fun to watch, at least on the fan side. And everything we've heard from players has been so positive. Yeah. Um, um, but we're kind of circling back a little here um, to your time at UCLA again. So you got there and you started as a closer, uh, but then they turned you into a starter later on. What was that like transitioning from the bullpen into the rotation? Was the preparation really different? Can you just give us a little insight on that? Uh, it wasn't really too big of a change for me, I would say. I um, My whole high school career, my whole life, I've been a starter. So okay. it was honestly harder to go from a clo- being a, clo- a starter going to a closer. So that was the biggest adjustment but I mean I liked both both are awesome but if I had a preference I'd pick starting because you know what you're gonna do you have your routine you know you can go golfing on days you know because like I'm not pitching this day I'm pitching in five days so let me go hit the links or something so it was really cool seeing both perspectives um I feel like closer you're more big dog mentality and starting more zen but you also have that big dog mentality but you can't be too crazy when you're starting you gotta be more controlled so i really like both but starting is what i like the best that's awesome yeah so ucla has a long history of really great uh ball players jackie robinson being one of the most notable um and more recently there's guys like garrett cole matt mclean um guys who have come up um through that that college did you face any particularly tough competition or play with any like teammates you think could be future stars while you were in college yeah, I played with Matt McLean in college in my freshman year. So I was really cool to see him and see what he's doing now in the big leagues. Um, great guy. He was really good. Uh, he was one of our captains, and he helped a lot with the freshmen. And he um, he really made it comfortable to be at UCLA, and he's a really good guy. I mean, there's a lot of good guys on our team. We had um, a couple pitchers on our team, like Nick Mastrini. He's up and coming. He just got traded to the White Sox. But it was really cool to learn. Um, from Coach Savage and hear the, like the perspective from what he what it, like he's Coach Bauer, uh, Garrett Cole, all these greats, and then it's been it was really cool to learn a lot from him in the two years so, I was there. So one of like the best rivalries in college sports, one of the most storied, is UCLA versus USC. And you know I'm sure you're aware that Lars Newbar is a USC grad. Will there be any bad blood between you guys in spring training or later on in the season, perhaps? Oh, uh, I mean, there's always going to be bad blood with UCLA and USC, but it'll be jokes and all jokes. I mean, big game, like a football game coming up. We'll probably we could probably talk some trash, but I mean, 
we're, at the end of the day, we're still the same team, trying to get the same goal, win the World Series. But I mean, it'll be um, it'll be interesting. I mean, obviously, being UCLA, I think we're the better LA school, but he probably thinks UCLA stinks and USC's <laughs> better. But I mean, how can you not like West LA, Beverly Hills, Bel Air? It, it was awesome at UCLA. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I love that. It's going to be so much fun to monitor. Uh, but we just want to take a moment real quick to thank today's sponsor, Tracy's Karate. Tracy's Karate has been serving the local St. Louis community since 1969, specializing in private lessons for practical and effective self-defense instruction. Private lessons allow Tracy's to teach anyone, focusing on your personal goals and your own learning style. Try out a free half-hour private lesson today. Call 314-821-0555. That's 314-821-0555. Or visit tracys.com for more details. It's a great opportunity to learn valuable self-defense skills. And if you decide to sign up, let them know the crew at New News sent you. Again, that phone number is 314-821-0555. And the website is tracys.com. This will help you put any attackers on the DL. All right, we're back now. That's uh, awesome. <laughs> that was uh, well, thanks again to Tracy's Karate for that one. Uh, so, Max, thanks, you were drafted. Tracy. Yeah, <laughs> you were drafted by the Cardinals in the sixth round. So, tell us a little bit about that process of what it was like to get the call um, to be drafted, yeah. and then maybe even I mean, uh, it's uh, a lot of people are unfamiliar with that negotiation process looks like and the, the decision to go pro or go back to college. So, what was that like? And then just kind of like that whole process of becoming a professional athlete. Yeah, so it was actually a wild, uh, wild day, actually. So, I mean, I was a sophomore, um, sophomore eligible to get drafted. And I, I didn't really, I was expecting going to UCLA and didn't really expect like to get drafted or I didn't hear too many calls on the first day. But then second day came through, got a couple calls. I was just, um, I was at lunch with my mom and my brother at like a local sandwich shop. And I get a call from my agent and he calls and he's like, the Cardinals want to, want to draft you and I'm like let's do it I feel like that was a great team to get drafted to mm-hmm. with the history and just like I've heard nothing but good things about the organization so yeah I come back and I tell my mom yeah I just got drafted to the St. Louis Cardinals and yeah it was an awesome memory for sure and then called my dad he was at work he was like what 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 why why didn't you tell me you're gonna get drafted like I would have <laughs> been there for you and then so yeah it was cool to like hear my name get called and um it was a it was I'll never forget that for sure where I was or I called it. Yeah, it was super cool and had my friends come over the next or the, that day and kind of like left for uh, go to Palm Beach and the next day. So it, was, it went really quick and it was an awesome. I mean, I've dreamt of this uh, to happen ever since I've been a little kid. So it was really cool. Well, that's really cool. I feel like there's a lot of guys who get drafted and kind of have to go like through a long process of figuring out if they want to sign or not. So that's cool that pretty quickly you got to jump right into it. Um, but yeah. Uh, that's another thanks for sharing that yeah so cool sounds like a bunch of great memories were made and you know flash forward a year it's been a year of great memories um you're outstanding this past season in the lower levels there's really no other way to put it uh interestingly you're only the third pitcher in cardinals history to win minor league pitcher of the year in your first season uh you join anthony reyes and rick ankiel in that category can you tell us what were some of the biggest takeaways as you reflect back on your first season yeah, just uh, honestly, knowing how long the season was, um, just, I mean, I think college season's like 60 games and going to 60 games for like 132, 140 games is a big jump. So just trying to get your body ready and healthy for every start was a challenge at first. And once I got the routine and 
talked to a lot of older guys and talked to the train staff and all that. They got um I got my routine down and made life a little easier and it was awesome. I and mean, being around the game a lot, watching 132 games, obviously I'm not pitching in all 132 games because my arm would fall off, but yeah. Uh, just watching the game, like calling a game in my head, you know, just learning these baseball is a crazy game. You, I see something new every day that I've never seen before. So just learning from it and, you know, just learning, picking pro- each other's brains and it's awesome. Yeah. So for the average fan who hasn't gotten to see you pitch yet, what would you describe as success on the mound for you? What are you trying to accomplish when you're out there? What, how would you describe yourself as a pitcher? Yeah, I would describe myself as a guy who's always going to compete. I feel like I'm a big competitor, and honestly, I'm a big competitor in anything I do, playing spike ball, pickleball, anything. Like, I'm competing. My um, Some of my friends hate me for that because I'll take it to another level. But the guy that's going to compete for sure and give it its all, I mean, I got four, I got five pitches now. I got a fastball, curveball, sweeper, slider, whatever you want to call yeah. it, cur- or a changeup and a cutter that – Cutter's a new pitch I've been working on, and um, it's a sharp, it's a little sharper slider. I wanted something to be more firm to go the other way, so that was cool. But um, I throw a lot of strikes. I compete, and I'm always gonna give it my all. I'm always gonna help my team, give my team a chance to win, and just attacking the zone, throwing all five pitches now for strikes, and trying to get ahead of the count, not um. Not getting behind. Uh, at UCLA, we were big at two out of three pitches or strikes. So the first two, first three pitches, two strikes. So one two is a big difference than two and one. Yeah. And you want to get in. Uh, you want to stay out of those hitter counts. Yeah, absolutely. So you just mentioned that you were developing a cutter this offseason. That's really exciting news. When did that start? What played into that decision? And did anybody influence that? Yeah, so I was talking to the Cardinals, and they really wanted me to develop a harder slider. But I really like my slider. I've, I've also made it better. I just started learning kind of like last year, so it's improved. Okay. And I think just to have another, like a harder pitch, because my slider and my curveball are kind of the same velocity. Okay. Curveball is like low, low 80s, like 79, 81. My sweeper slider is like 80, 83. So I feel like if I can get a like a harder pitch, like 86, 88. I want it to be 90, but I'm still learning the grip and stuff. But it'll be yeah. a pitch I'll show. I'll throw more to righties for sure. And um, I probably won't throw to lefties. But having the cutter to my arsenal is um, it's going to be big, I think. Yeah, yeah batters talked- beware. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, I was going to say you beware, talk- like- Oh, you go, you go. <laughs> no, I was going to say, you talked about the righties versus lefties. And that's one of the things I found really cool about you as I was looking at your, your splits last year is that right-handed and left-handed hitters basically hit 570 OPS off you. So you're not a, you're not a platoon guy. Lefties don't have an advantage off you. What does that look like for you to attack a right-handed batter versus a left-handed batter? Obviously you're adding that cutter into the mix, but what has helped you be so effective against guys on both sides of the plate? Yeah, I honestly, I, I like throwing the lefties more just because I have, I can throw my curveball. I feel like I can throw it at the back foot. So my curveball is my best pitch and just, um, Having that like window open in the to just throw it like in their back foot and I don't worry about it. And I don't know. I just think my curveball is my best pitch and throwing a lefties I rather do. But I mean righties I like throwing my slider now, throwing it like their back hip and then letting it break and also throwing up and in. Um, the Cardinals really like told me to throw up in the zone because I have a lot of vertical break on my fastball. Mm. So I, I think that was one of my biggest strides I took last year actually because 
college, I was kind of throwing down the zone, and the the Cardinals leaked at my data, and they're like, no, you should be throwing up in the zone. You should be a north south guy. So throw the fastball and tunnel off with the curveball, and that really helps um, make me the pitcher I was last year, and going to continue to do that next year or this year. It's really interesting to hear the way that the Cardinals have used analytics in your development, because that's something that, you know, from an outside perspective, looking in, at least it feels like they've been lacking in that department until very recently when they brought in some more analytically minded people. Um, in what other ways have they influenced your development in the last year? Here? Honestly, the Cardinals are really good with um, letting you do you and try to become the pit. Like they want you to like figure out stuff. But I mean, we have a lot of technology. We have TrackMan and all our bullpens and Edgetronic. So it's really cool to see like in pen, like, oh, like my slider, I was working on it. I wanted to get more sweep. So I was just seeing how it was coming off my finger. And for me, when I'm throwing my sl slider, I like to have it come off my uh, index finger last. And that's when I feel like it's the best. So just like watching video and just like, honestly, it was good. Um, I've never really had TrackMan or Edgetronic. So it was really cool to see. And the Edgetronic is really cool because you can see like, every like the last finger or the last like when you throw the ball you can see what fingers hidden the ball it's pretty cool wow. that's amazing yeah and so on the flip side of analytics obviously it's the more personal side of development and that's kind of where your old school guys fit in and historically the cardinals have been known for having just amazing mentors throughout the system are there any influential figures particularly with your development i'm sorry you cut out there i'm sorry Oh, sorry. Uh, I was just oh, saying, yeah, you know, you on the flip side of the analytical development, there's kind of that old school feel mindset. Uh, that's where you kind of have your older baseball minds. And the Cardinals historically have been known for having these great mentors and coaches throughout all levels of the minor league system. Is there anybody you can point to as like a specifically influential, uh, you know, mentor figure in your development? Yeah, I, have a, I had a lot of good coaches growing up. Um, the, I, I really like the Cardinals, too. Like they're old school. And they also bring it in some new school. They're not too like new school and like just data driven, which a lot of teams are. I heard about that being around like people this off season, which I'm kind of glad that we're not like that. But I mean, it's also good to learn from the new school and old school and blend it. So that's what the Cardinals are doing. I really like that. But I mean, I have a lot of good coaches like Savage. Um, I had a pitching coach um, in high school. I also have a new pitching coach uh, out in home. I've been work. Uh, his name's DJ Simonetti. He's the boy. Um, and just like training um, out here in Arizona, I've been training uh, Tim Naiman um, out here in Scottsdale. And he's uh, really changed the way I work out and go around, go about like my routines, my uh, business and like getting ready for recovery and all that stuff. So mm -hmm. I really um, appreciate all the coaches I've had that made me. The, and my dad, got to shout out my dad too. He um, He's a really good coach. I mean, if it wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't be playing baseball and Awesome. I had to shut up my dad. Yeah, so um, there have been a lot of really exciting uh, Cardinals prospects throughout the system. Um, I'll just throw this up on the screen right here. Um, we did our end of season awards, um, and you won Sandy's like most exciting best prospect. So that's that's something cool to to see. That's um, awesome. What are some of the other <laughs> What are some of the other prospects down in the lower levels that you've played with that Cardinal fans should be excited about as well going into this season? I mean, I think Cardinals' future is looking pretty bright. We have a lot of good pitchers, a lot of good hitters. Um, Cooper Jerpy, for sure. Um, there's a lot of guys like Pete Hansen, Bryson Motts, like all my draft class. I mean, a lot, a lot of guys are looking good, um, a lot of good hitters. We got uh, Juan Bincho, Bernal. There's a lot of guys I can go and name. Um, 
I'm super excited um, to play with them again. I miss them. I miss uh, listening to Bad Bunny in the locker room. And, you know, I've been uh, actually listening to a lot of Latin music. I made a little Latin playlist. So it's been um, okay. I'm excited and excited to get after it this, this season. Yeah. So you, you had a meteoric rise last year. You made it to three different levels and obviously you got to pitch in, uh, in Springfield, but your debut came in a playoff game in relief. So tell us, that's not, I mean, that's not typical for someone to make their play, their debut in a playoff game. What was that like? Like even just hearing you're getting called up to Springfield and then jumping right into some important game action there. Yeah. So I got the, we lost in playoffs in high A and the coach brought a couple of us, couple of us in and he said if they make the playoffs we'll go to uh, i'll be having a plane flight sunday night or monday morning and um yeah they made the playoffs and i um got a, to springfield probably like 10 10 30 at night and the next day i'm throwing so it was crazy i'm just like being ready to get after it and get going i mean i was sitting around the my apartment in peoria for a couple of days alone so i was just watching college football and um NFL red zone so it was pretty fun and just trying to work out in their little gym because no one was there to play catch with me and stuff but yeah I was ready to go and throw in Springfield and it was awesome and that was like one of my goals for sure to end the year to make it to double it and I was I was a little nervous I wasn't going to be able to do it but I got to do it so I was excited for that yeah so you've, you were in uh, a high a and double obviously just one appearance in double a but you hit three levels this year what is some of the differences you notice if any going up even those three levels because that's something people talk about as you progress through the minor leagues there's maybe some differences in pitching hitting what was that did you notice much of a difference or was it mostly the same game to you um i mean it's a little difference um the hitters obviously bigger and stronger the more you go up and they got a little better approach and Obviously, it's a, it's the same game though. It's sixty feet six inches. Uh, the fence is still the same. Baseball still the same. Dirt's the same. So the, the whole game's same, but it's just just a different level, a little higher, um, a little faster. I noticed. But I mean, it was really it was really cool to be in Double A and experience it and get a taste. And I'm really excited to see if I can start there this year, or I'm not too sure where I'm gonna start. But it was awesome. I uh, really like Springfield. Um, went down there the for the caravan and met a lot of fans and they're really excited for the season, which was cool to see. Yeah. So um, we'll, we'll throw in a question um, from the chat here from Jason um, and just kind of ask you what your pregame routine looks like. Um, as a star. Ooh, pregame routine. Uh, thanks Jason. Um, let's see. Pregame. Um, I like to eat a lot of carbs for breakfast. So I make some oatmeal, I'll have some avocado toast, some eggs, I don't really like eating a big lunch, so I may have like an acai bowl, so for like a snack, and I'll have like a protein bar. And then, yeah, so I have like an hour and a half to stretch uh, before the game. So I do a foam roll, um, stretch, um, dynamic warm up. I do some bands, I do uh, plyo balls. Uh, nice. Um, some breathing work and just like getting my arm prepped and my body prepped. And then. Uh, with like 30 minutes left, start playing catch. Um, I don't go too far, like 150, 175 feet the most, depending on how my arm feels. The more I go out, um, the better my arm feels and just trying to get it like more loose and then sit down for a little bit, drink some water, cool down because um, it'd be hot in the, the summer in the Midwest. So um, 
just trying to cool down because I'm a big sweater and then um, just getting ready, um, just throwing pitches uh, each pitch uh, like three times. Go, I go three fastballs up and in, three fastballs down and way. I throw some curveballs and then whatever I feel like I need to work on, I'll throw a couple more and then it's go, it's go time. Yeah, so that's that's really exciting. Um, we're excited to see you as uh, one of the non-roster invites at spring training this year. Hopefully, um, we wish you the best of luck um, with that. So, um, what's a what's a player that you're excited to to face this spring, or maybe even looking forward to the major league level? Because there's going to be a lot more like tougher competition um, with some of the some of the guys uh, down at Jupiter. I mean, honestly, it'd be really cool to face Goldschmidt or Arenado. They've they've been doing it for so long. It'd be really cool to face them. Hopefully, I get to face them. You know. That'll be really cool, and uh, they're like one of the two best hitters in MLB, and it'll be a challenge to get them out. I mean, I'm glad they're on the Cardinals, and I don't have to, you know, face them actually. But it'll be really cool to face them and just, you know, compete. They're gonna compete. I'm gonna compete, and we're gonna see. It'll be a just a game, same game, sixty feet, six inches, like I said. Yeah, absolutely. Spring training is so much fun. We absolutely cannot wait. Uh, for pitchers and catchers to report. And that's coming up really soon, actually. Uh, yeah. so it's something, you know, we've got it marked on our calendars. You mentioned, though, at winter warm-up that you had three goals coming into 2023. And, uh, you know, I'm wondering, can you share some of your goals for 2024? If not, I know, you know, you got to keep some stuff secret. If you can't do that, <laughs> at least tell us, what does a successful spring training for you look like this year? Uh, successful spring training, I would say, just like being a sponge and soaking it in, um, Learning from all of the pitchers that we got. I mean, we got Sonny Gray, uh, Lance Lynn. Um, we got a bunch of arms that I'm really excited to learn um, and just talk to and like learn about the game because I really like um, being a student of the game. I feel like the more you learn, the better you are, the better player you're going to be. But I'm, I'm, I'm super excited for spring training. And um, I don't really like mentioning my goals until um, yeah. I, I get them done. So. But my, my 2023 goals were to throw 130 innings, make it to double A, and be the Cardinals minor league pitcher of the year, which uh, I'm a real big, that's not, uh, I'm a real big <laughs> believer in um, writing down your goals and just, you know, January 1st, every January 1st, I write down three goals. And if you, I just believe in them. And if you keep believing in yourself, you can get your goals done. So I'm a big believer in that. Always has been. My mom told me to write down goals when I was little, so I did that. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, so two quick questions that we want to wrap up with. First, you mentioned a bunch of those veteran pitchers that the Cardinals have added this offseason or just have internally. Are there any of them you're specifically looking to get to know a little bit and learn from? Maybe one that maybe your pitching style is a little bit more like or just anyone in particular that you're like, once I get down to Jupiter, I want to connect with this guy. I uh, really... I'm really excited to learn from uh, Sonny Gray. I mean, he's – I'm not the tallest pitcher, so is he. And it will be really cool to, like – see, he's been doing it for a long time too as well. And he um, – I really like uh, pitchers that are not too tall because they're kind of like Marcus Stroman, Sonny Gray. Those are, like, my two guys I like to watch because same yeah. – I'm, I'm, like, six foot, which in normal life, like, that's pretty tall. But, like, in baseball, like, <laughs> it's kind of small. So <laughs> it's just cool to, like, see what he's doing, how he gets his body ready and all that stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. He's this offseason. He's talked a lot about some of the stuff he's wanted to bring to the organization, too. Um, and I think he mentioned on the phone with Zaylock, he mentioned some things that the Cardinals hadn't embraced yet. And so I'm interested to see even in spring training if there's some things that will be different than maybe your experience so far with the organization. Um, one more question on the back end, too. Brady threw this in the chat. But is there a specific player, coach, person in the organization that stood out to you that's helped you grow as a player? I know you've mentioned some coaches 
um, earlier, but if I don't know if there's one or maybe a story that you could tell of a time that someone's really impacted your career so far from within the Cardinals organization. From the Cardinals organization, um, honestly, Luddy, uh, Ren Ludwig, um, he he's a hitter. He's a hitter. Um, I got to talk to him a lot this uh this uh this year actually at the caravan he was in my caravan so it was really cool to i like to hear talking to hitter coaches too because they can hear their perspective and like i'll I'll ask them like questions like oh like this count like what are you thinking or what are you looking for this count so it was really cool and like hear from that side of the game too i mean it's awesome to hear from pitching and hitting so as a hitter too i kind of like expect you know I know what to like hitters think kind of, I mean, I wasn't the best hitter. Obviously that's why I'm a pitcher now, but um, just hearing from the both sides, it's really cool. I mean, I really had a lot of good coaches. Um, uh, Bernal. Uh, yeah. They're all, I really, a lot of good coaches, but yeah. Yeah. Well, Max, thanks for taking some time with us today. We really appreciate it. Uh, now you can introduce yourself to people, not just as Cardinals minor league pitcher of the year, but Sandy's most exciting Cardinals prospect as well. It's a pretty prestigious award right there. Absolutely. Uh, hey, appreciate what you did for the organization this year. Can't wait to watch you next year. Yes. Yeah, I'm super We're, excited for this year. It's going to it's gonna be a good year for sure. Yeah. Do you have a date set to go down to Jupiter yet? Yeah, I'm flying uh, the 13th. Okay, so you're going soon. Well, we're excited to watch you pitch. We hope you get to spend a lot of time in big league camp this year. And wherever you start, whether it's double A or somewhere else, wish you a ton of success this year. Again, guys, thanks for joining in and uh, watching the podcast again today. Uh, We've got another episode coming again Wednesday and some awesome content planned for the spring. Thanks again to Tracy's Karate for sponsoring this episode. And Max, good luck this season. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for joining us.